It's Radio Newark on 107.8 FM and, of course, on DAB across Newark and Lincolnshire. Uh, Phil with you this morning. And I'm chatting now to Stuart Wallace, uh, the chairman of Nottinghamshire County Council. Good morning, Stuart. Nice to see you. Um, how are you keeping? Yeah, I'm keeping very well. I'm keeping safe. I'm complying with everything I'm supposed to do. Mm-hmm. My only criticism would be that I noticed these masks make my glasses steam up. <laughs> There is a technique, apparently, to stop that happening. You have to kind of somehow fold them under your glasses, you know, to oh. stop that happening, and it blows the air out the sides. So you might want to try that. I'll have a go at that. <laughs> We're here to talk today about your chosen uh, charity, uh, which is My Sight Knots. And yeah. um, this week, of course, it's been National Eye Health week and uh, we wanted just to kind of quickly catch up with you about it i know it's a a charity very close to your heart and you've been involved with them for a little while so let's talk about the charity and let's let's also talk about national eye health week itself across the east midlands okay well um if we start off with 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 the uh, charity itself it's one of the it is the oldest one in nottinghamshire um, and that's Nottingham City and Nottinghamshire. It goes back to the early 1800s. It's a small charity. It's got um, 17 uh, paid or part-time paid uh, supporters, etc. And then a further 70 people, volunteers, who actually help. In Nottinghamshire, currently, there's about 32,000 people who um, have some form of eye uh, blindness. That's how it might be total blindness or partial blindness. Uh, and the sad part is that um, by if you look at the statistics, that we can anticipate that in the next three or four years, that number will go to 37,000 people. Now, of all the sensors that we've got, sight, smell, taste, touch, I think that sight is the most important. And, and I can only feel that people will be devastated if we lost our eyesight, because it's it's everything that we build on, isn't it? You, what you see, what you what you can smell on the table, you look down, and the two work together and, and keep you going. And so I think it's tragic when people um, are diagnosed or do do, do um, lose their sight. The idea of pushing the things out um, to the whole of the country. Of Make It Eyesight Week is that a lot of the um, problems and blindness is caused can actually, in fact, be cured if they're caught early enough. So, one of the first things I would actually really, really say to people is those going down to the opticians and making an appointment are crucial. And I can't stress how much and how many times people ought to go get their eyesight tested make sure they're all right because their eyes etc only ever come around once Mm. so you really need to be at the head of it i thought before i got too much involved in this if if someone told me they were blind i would think that people could not see at all what i actually found out is that um, majority of people can see a little but not very much so the total blindness there is some people uh, the majority of people, as I say, can see things. So they can be helped. Uh, and this is where um, the, the charity comes in. Uh, the, they provide services such as emotional services when you're first diagnosed, when you're in the, at the hospital. And they sit down with the consultant, and the consultant gives you the bad news. 
you need help, you need support. And that's one of the things that the, that the charity provides. There are lots of ways that you can um, help people see things, work on things, still become independent, etc. work the technology and uh, is supported and is provided. But you need help on doing that through. There are also times when you, I think, would get very depressed by having lost your sight uh, or partially from your sight. And so, again, support is provided to try and get you um, up again, running again and independent. Because this uh, last week I um, had an exercise with the people from the charity and they had a, a box of different uh, glasses and the glasses themselves portrayed the different sorts of blindness, uh, starting off with, with uh, cataracts and working through. And I tried just three uh, sets. It was very conscious to me that I could see a little, mm. but I couldn't see enough to feel comfortable. So walking down somewhere that I knew, because I'd been there, I'd seen it all before without the specs, yeah. etc. I felt very, very uncomfortable. And it's challenged my independence. Am I independent? Can I go down here? Can I do this? Etc. And the answer was coming back to me. No, not really. So things I would normally, and, and things that uh, people with, with, with side problems, where they would get it on a bus or whatever it is and get into town, going to shopping, etc., are become, uh, are difficult and they need the space. So that would take me on to how the virus has affected people. Mm. And that is that if you are blind or don't have great vision, then being told that you need to be two metres space for everybody else is difficult when you probably can't even work out or see what two metres are. Yeah, yeah. So you are struggling to try and find that part of it. You go into any of the shops in, in Newark or things of that nature and uh, you'll see the little arrows pointing how you get around. Well, that's fine if you can see them, if you've got that amount of vision, whereas before when you've come into the shop, whatever it happens to be, you've been there many times and you know how to get around it. Now you've got to go different sort of directions, etc. So effectively, what it very quickly does is erode your belief in your own independence. Mm. You can't go. Do you feel comfortable going on your own? And if you're going on with someone, that's very nice and helpful. But it is, again, this challenge to your independence. And I think independence, for me, is quite crucial. So that's one of the big, powerful things. It also surprised me when I, when uh, before I said the question about the dogs, they were, you know, well, what about guide dogs? Yeah, but guide dogs aren't trained on what two meters separation are, which way to go down the path that's been stuck on the floor for this particular thing. So even when we think, oh, well, you don't do that, you can't, uh, and it comes through. So when you um, look at all these problems and as i say all the help that the the charity gives i think it's one that needs to be supported and i'll give you a quote i'm looking at the quote board here and it came from a um a user who said i lost my eyesight suddenly without any warning and immediately my words shrank my sight not saved my life by opening my world up again 
to new possibilities. I think that's a powerful statement. You know, sort of you flap around, hoping, looking, and yet this particular charity comes out. Yeah. yeah. Been hammered um, because of its um, it's only a small one, so it doesn't have massive donations coming into it. Uh, it has got a, a, um, a charity shop. But if you look in most cities, most towns, not in New York is a classic example, um, are, are there. We only have the one, and so very quickly the funds go. Um, yeah, okay, there's only, we're only looking after 30,000, 37,000 people. They do need care. They do need support. And so what I'm asking is, is two things. One is get your eyesight tested and do it regularly and listen to what you're told by the opt, um, optician. Mm. The second is if people can help by some financial monies, etc., or if you've got some time uh, and you want to be able to um, devote some of the time to the charity, then we're open arms and welcome to us. Yeah, yeah, some really good points there. I mean, I think you, you know, speaking about the uh, the current situation with COVID, you know, and that that's something that I suppose you know those of us who are, are, are fortunate enough to have our site would have never thought. Would you know we were told to stay apart two meters, as you say, going shopping, knowing exactly where to put yourself. Um, yeah, you you don't know if you can't see it, you don't know what's happening, and um, you know it's 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 the simplest thing to be thinking about it like that now yeah. after you've mentioned it, but. Yeah, this is really important to keep everybody safe. And uh, and then the second point I think that you've raised there is, you know, I suppose in a way, if, uh, if yeah, I, I wear glasses purely for reading, um, and I've been again fortunate not to. Well, not fortunate. I mean, I think glasses are a trendy item now as well. They're a fantastic thing. But um, I suppose you know, if you're not looking after your sight year after year, you're not going back and you're not getting, you're not getting tested. You don't know the state of your eyes, do you? You don't know the yeah. state of your yeah. own eyes. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, as you say, there's a couple of things there. The first point is to look after yourself, but actually through my sight, not we need to look after them as a charity. And I think most charities, if not all charities, have been really struggling over the past six months with our yeah. COVID outbreak. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and it's just trying to find a way of, of financially looking after them. Um, you said that, that there are quite a few uh, potential um, you know, opportunities for people to actually financially support this um, charity. What kind of support does that usually come? Is it, is it through individuals that just have that as a, as, as a, as a yearly amount they give them? Or is it, is it through, let's say, fundraising has changed so much, hasn't it? Because these events are... I'm, I'm mercenary. I'm mercenary. I'll accept it however it is. <laughs> Gold bars, uh, push the lead rocks, um, yeah. <laughs> uh, whatever. Uh, no, if, if, if people could only give a couple of pounds, it is great. If people could give me hundreds of thousand pounds, I'll kiss them. Uh, <laughs> well, there's a raffle. <laughs> they may not want that, but uh, I, I, I would do that. So obviously money money is important. And if anyone has wants to give, give money, etc., well, then I can give you the... Um, email address and that's www.justgiving.com slash ncc dash chairman that's me mm-hmm. and if people feel that they have got some time to help uh, and you don't know what you can help but if you were to ring us in on o double one five nine seven oh seven eight zero six and say i would like to help very quickly, you find you do have skills that you didn't aren't using, didn't think about that can be put to use. 
so you can become a very useful part to the charity and to the 30 odd thousand people who rely upon it so yeah. that's both two ways and if everything else fails and you can't get through then ring ring me at, at county hall on 01159 774166 uh, that's through to my office i might not be in it but the tape recorders will, will yeah. be there <laughs> i pick up the message uh, yeah. sort of thing so it, it's as i say it it's no matter how little you can give, it's something. One thing I did forget to mention, and, and that is that Newark has its own uh, MySite Knots branch. Uh, and again, if you give us a call on 0115970 then you can be put in touch. And the other bit is that any money that you give are spent on people in Nottinghamshire. It doesn't go outside the county, which is a lot, obviously. The bigger ones go elsewhere. So on that, I'll let you have a good weekend.